You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore dada. Oh, I couldn't make it through there without yawning. I was fighting that one off hard. So today we're going to be doing the mock draft, but this is my mock draft. I know there's a lot of stuff going on around the NFL with, uh, you know, the Seahawks and Chiefs trade and all that and some other rumors going on, but I'm not going to do that today. I want to take a little more time to try to gather every last bit up and uh, save that for tomorrow. So in the interest of time, and I'm going to try to get through these even faster so that this isn't over an hour because I typically have to pre-record these. This is the first time I'm going to not try to pre-record at least half of this. So I don't, I just, i very short on time. So if you would like to help the show, here's what you can do. Number one, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. There is a PayPal and Venmo uh, donation link. I'm asking for $4 for the 400th episode, which will be in the next, uh, what is that going to be? Friday, I believe, will be episode 400, so that would be a fun way to do that and relatively cheap. If you're planning to subscribe to Pro Football Focus, there is a link that is an affiliate link in the description of this show. Otherwise, a five-star rating and review for the Packernet podcast, and please make sure that you review the black um, background Packernet podcast that has a shield that says Pack Daddy, not the green. I mean, you can. I don't want to say not. But just understand, the green and yellow striped logo is not my podcast. I had somebody else reach out and, and sort of imply that it is. That's that's the one that it is for me. No, that's just a different podcast. They both have the same name. That's a big my bad. Didn't realize how complicated that was going to make things, and I'm too stubborn to change my name after 400 episodes. Excuse me for that. And I don't want to. I want this to be the Packernet podcast. Just so we're clear, the other podcast is... See, what Packernet.com is is an aggregator. If you go there, you'll see an aggregation of news from all around the the uh, the web. And you'll see videos from around the web. And you'll see audio from around the web. Well, the Packernet podcast with the green and yellow stripes is a podcast aggregator that has a bunch of Packers podcasts on it, including mine. So if you've noticed there's my podcast and a bunch of other podcasts, that's because it's not my podcast. It's just an aggregation from Packernet.com. This is the official podcast of Packernet.com. Does that kind of make sense? I hope so, because that's the reality. Sorry if I didn't illustrate that well enough for you to understand. But a rating and review would be appreciated, and if you send me a screenshot of the review, I will add you to the contest in which one random person will be selected for a pff edge subscription finally be sure to get into the facebook group we will be doing a live stream i believe what i have to do because i don't know if i can stream directly in the group no i can but whatever it doesn't matter You, you you'll see it eventually be sure to get into the facebook group and that'll be a good way to find it otherwise the plan will be to also stream to pack daddy nfl which is my youtube channel really hope you can't hear that noise in the background my computer decided to um I guess start actively dying. Sounds like my computer is uh, dying as we speak. So let's please, please, please don't. I don't think the timing could be possibly any worse other than during the live stream. I know have a backup. Anyways, questions, comments, 608 Text or call 608 I don't know when I'm going to be able to get to them, but perhaps I can uh, take a look at a few of them during the live stream. I don't know. Maybe that'll be something to do. Uh, There was a question I just approved on Facebook because, I don't know, I just felt like going on Facebook because I'm a child. Asking when the live stream is going to start, that's a great question. I don't know. It'll be live, I suppose, when I am able to get down here and start doing it, and then I will announce that on Facebook. So again, get in the Facebook group. But anyways, we'll take a break and we're going to try to run through this mock as quickly as is humanly possible. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing slab packs from arenaclub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. 
Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. So first up, we've got the Arizona Cardinals. And as I've said, not a big fan of the whole Kyler Murray thing, which is the pick that I made uh, in the prediction mock. Because it seems like it's probably going to happen, even though there's rumors that it's not going to happen. I'm just going to say it is. I also mentioned that there is, you could argue and get me to understand that this is the right thing to do. Although as an owner, I would be livid and I would be still wanting to fire you as the GM. Because why in the world did you have us trade up to take a quarterback that apparently is garbage? But now I'm supposed to trust you that this is definitely the guy. I just don't like you, Mr. Kime. Get out of my building. In fact, that would be my gut, and then I would take over a GM and select, well, we'll, you know. With the first pick of the 2019 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Nick Bosa, edge rusher, Ohio State. So I'd fire him, and then pick Nick Bosa, and then be kind of doomed for the rest of the draft, because, I mean, I just fired my GM, so whatever. But I mean, who cares? It's not like the Arizona Cardinals are going to do a good job, and it's not like the Oakland Raiders are going to do a good job, and it's not like Seattle's going to do a good job. I'm starting to think Kansas City is run by a bunch of apes, so they're not going to do a good job. Miami's not going to do a good job. I mean, how do the Packers not default get into the playoffs every year with this many dummies running NFL football teams? I just don't get it, man. But anyways, I would take Nick Bosa. There's also a case to be made that uh, Quinn and Williams would be the right thing, but rebuild mode, I typically want to hit on a lot of pieces, and I especially want premium positions, nothing against interior guys. But if we're talking, if, if either of these guys bust to the point to where it's like they're kind of good, but not, you know, as elite as we thought, you want it to be an edge rusher, not not a, a decent but not great defensive tackle. With the second pick, we've already got a little bit of craziness because once Kyler Murray falls, everything just gets chaotic. So the 49ers now, with Nick Bosa not on the clock, are looking to find a trade partner. And it didn't take all that long to find one. I don't know for sure if this is what... Uh, this team is interested in, but I had the Oakland Raiders decide that they're going to move up. The 49ers in return, in, in addition, obvi- please understand that they're always trading, swapping spots. I know I didn't say that, but they're swapping, meaning the Raiders will be picking at four, but also will be receiving the Raiders pick 27 in the first round, as well as pick 140 in the fifth round. And with the second overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select Kyler Murray, quarterback Oklahoma so again I don't really know and I know there's a lot of talk they're going to take Dwayne Haskins at four I kind of think that's a bunch of media nonsense although I did connect those dots as well right oh they sent everybody home because they're going to do something crazy and then everybody's mind including mine goes to Dwayne Haskins here's the thing that's nonsense they sent everybody home because they're a bunch of dummies all right very quickly let me tell you a story you know Mike Mayock the guy who's a media guy who's never been a coach never really been a scout who got hired to be a GM Apparently he went to go be a GM, right? Apparently the scouts know more than the GM. Because it's one thing to be a guy on TV, it's another thing to be an actual GM compared with guys who have been scouts for 10, 15, 20 years. So when Mayock pipes up and says, I really like this guy, and the scouts say, okay, well, why? Because I disagree. He couldn't defend himself. Bottom line is, the scouts didn't respect him. The scouts, he he lost respect of his guys. So when you start hearing things about the, you know, the scouts maybe getting a little loose-lipped and they couldn't trust the guys, you know why? Because they, the, the scouts didn't respect their GM. It's a bad situation in Oakland. And it's also a media manufacturing that this is some 4D underwater chess move by Meg Mayock and, and Gruden to send everybody home because they're doing some super crazy secret thing. No, man, you're not good at this, and you lost the respect of your guys, and you sent them all home, and you're going to fire them all and try to find a new bunch of guys to just fall in line and do what you want who are going to end up not being very good scouts, and this team is going to go straight in the tank. And by the way, the Packers better be keeping track of all those Oakland guys that are about to get fired because these are quality scouts that are about to get fired simply because they don't like Mike Mayock, and Mike Mayock can't stand a mutiny in his uh, group, which makes sense, but still, Oakland made a mistake. They went out and got Gruden, 
because he's a big name. And then they went out and got Mayock because he's a big name. And granted, you're going to have the media on your side and probably have a bunch of really good intel. But um, as far as scouting goes, I think the Oakland Raiders are in for a world of hurt. Next up, the New York Jets. Next up, we got the New York Jets. The typical thought process here is that the Jets want to trade this spot. Which I think makes sense insofar as we assume that the one pick that they should be making is Josh Allen. Because as I've said, as much as I like Josh Allen, I don't like the value at, at three overall. The biggest problem I think they're going to have is not being able to find a trade partner. Now some people have said maybe a team like the Packers will package up their picks and maybe a little bit extra to go all in to go up and get a guy like Quinnen. Maybe. I don't think so, but maybe. Otherwise, I just don't really see a whole lot of, of opportunity to do stuff here. However, I'm not that upset. Because although I can't satisfy one of my biggest needs, which is offense, I'm still going to go ahead and do the right thing here. With the third overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Quinnen Williams, defensive tackle, Alabama. If we just think about the Jets and their identity and their team, they've done a lot to work on their offense. they got a brand spank, a new quarterback they seem to like, and as far as I can tell, there's a, at least a chance he can be good. I don't know if I buy it, but maybe. They went out and got Le'Veon Bell. They've done quite a bit to fix their offense, and they're going to have to do that you know, a little bit later in the draft. Maybe they can trade up. I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure it out later. Bottom line is, arguably the best player in the entire draft fell to you at three. He's going to be incredible. I mean, I, I think the Jets' defensive line is very similar to the Packers' defensive line. They've got guys, but they could use another. Right? They have two that are good, and one of those two potentially could be gone next year. Same as the Packers' situation. So if we should take Quinnen, the Jets should take Quinnen, and I don't think it's that controversial. However, the Jets are like the Packers pre-getting Preston and Zedarius Smith to where it's like, man, we really, really, really need a pass rusher. So that's why Jets fans are going to be upset, just like Packers fans would be upset with this pick saying, you should have taken Josh Allen, we need a pass rusher. I disagree, I'm taking Quinnen. Now, again, if you can find a trade partner, I'll buy, right? I will buy the fact that we should trade out as much and pass on Quinnen. I don't know if I, I don't know, it's a tough call but I'll, I'll buy in. I don't buy into passing on Quinnen here and taking Josh Allen. I'm not doing that. Next up, the San Francisco 49ers are back on the clock, and this was actually really a pretty tough call. Um, ultimately, the pick I made is not really the pick that I wanted to make, and I've been screaming about how there's a bunch of other positions, and it's it's not just this or that or whatever, but it, it, it kind of makes sense. So with the fourth overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Josh Allen, edge rusher, Kentucky. So here's the biggest problem. Um, I thought about taking Ed Oliver, but then I thought, well, you dummy, <laughs> if you're going to take Ed Oliver, you could have just taken Quinnen where you were. But ultimately, I don't think they need defensive line help. Now, my biggest re reservation with Josh Allen is that I would like to get a big 4-3 defensive end. We've already got D Ford, who is not a defensive end, and I'm a little worried. Now I've got Josh Allen. I don't know if he's going to be a, a, a capable defensive end, but I figure the 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 pick is going to help us with pass rusher, right? He's a big enough guy to handle defensive end. I think he's good enough against the run to be able to handle those responsibilities. He has enough burst off the ball in the three-point stance to be able to get around the corner and bend, which is his whole, his whole thing anyways. Beyond that, it gives us a little extra flexibility if we want to get super creative because with his incredible coverage and his, his run ability and everything else, I think we can put him in certain packages, especially the 49ers, because we do have a ton of defensive linemen. We can have plenty of guys along the defensive line and put Josh Allen at outside linebacker. We can drop him into coverage. We can have. I'm not talking primarily because that would be a waste of a pick to take an outside, in other words, a, a off-ball linebacker with the fourth pick. He's primarily going to be a pass rusher, but in certain positions we can use him as a uh, outside linebacker in our 4-3 scheme. Beyond that, let's not forget we have an additional first-round pick. And also we got a, uh, what is it, a fifth round on top of it, which doesn't seem like much, but you can get guys in the fifth round. And as I've said, I think the 49ers do have more needs than anybody seems to want to talk about. But anyways, next up we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And again, I don't know if I even mentioned this. I maybe just assumed Yesterday I did a mock that was a prediction. This is what I would do. That should be clear by now, and I maybe already said it, but I feel like I didn't. So just anybody that's new to the the, uh, the situation here, this is not what I think is going to happen. This is if I was making the pick for this team, this is what I would do. I don't care about rumors or anything else at this point. Maybe care a little bit about what the team seems to like, but that's a different situation. right? I want to do what's best for the team, so some visits and things kind of play into this. But anywho... With the fifth overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Ed Oliver, defensive tackle Houston. 
And the funny thing is, this is probably more likely to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pick than what I actually did in my prediction thing, because I wanted to do that weird thing where they ended up with Jawan. The, the biggest reason I made this pick, outside of Ed Oliver probably being the best player available, I mean, there's it, it just depends what you think about Ed Oliver. I have a lot of fears about him being a, a I mean, he has the potential to completely bust. Probably won't, could be a, an absolute freak, but he scares me. That said, I think more than likely he's going to be a very good player. Again, could potentially argue that he's a top three player. And the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are all but shoving Gerald McCoy out the door, up to and including basically telling the guy, don't bother showing up to uh, to, to workouts and stuff. Like, it's it's crazy right now with Gerald McCoy. Uh, so I don't, I don't even think he's going to be playing on the team this year, and if he does, he won't be around very long. So we got Vita Vea in the middle. He got a little better as the year progressed. He'll probably be better again this year. Next year, we're going to have, or this coming year, we're going to have Ed Oliver next to him, who's going to be more of the pass rusher type. Now, I don't know if it's necessarily a great fit for a 3-4 team, even though I don't know if they're even 3-4 anymore. I thought they switched. I don't know. Either way, we're going to make it work. Next up, we've got the New York Giants. I had them taking a quarterback, Daniel Jones, in my predictive uh, mock, and I'm standing by that. We'll see what happens. But if I'm picking for the Giants, that's not exactly where my head's at. I don't personally care for the quarterbacks in this class. I, that includes Haskins, although, I mean, excuse me, that includes Kyler Murray, although if he fell here, I'd probably be taking Kyler Murray. But as far as Haskins and the rest, it's just kind of meh to me. So I don't know. At, at six, I'm just a little hesitant. With that said, I've mentioned yesterday how horrible their edge rusher situation is. They were a 3-4 team, so with the sixth overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select... Brian Burns, edge rusher, Florida State. He's not expected to go this high. I actually said in my predictive thing that I think he's actually going to fall. I had him going to the Carolina Panthers, meaning he would fall past the Packers, which would cause several people to riot. But I really like Brian Burns. I, I, I like to brag that I was the first one on the Brian Burns train, which is only going to be, I'm only going to be able to brag about that up until he's not very good anymore. But it was back in December I said this guy's a freak. I think he has 10-plus sack potential with all his speed and his bend and all this kind of stuff. He packed on a bunch of weights, still ran like a freak at the Combine. They're a 3-4 team, which I think is going to be a great fit for him. So you pair what the team already is. They need a lot of help on defense, but getting a pass rusher like Brian Burns is going to be the biggest help right out of the gate. So that's my pick. Next up, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars. And up to this point, if you haven't noticed, which I'm sure you didn't because I definitely wouldn't notice, not one pick has been the same. However, this one is going to be. With the seventh overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Jonah Williams, offensive tackle, Alabama. So I know everybody has Juwan Taylor going here. I've already explained this yesterday because it's the same pick I made yesterday in my predictive mock. I think Jonah Williams just makes more sense. I think he's going to be more of a power type of guy. For an offense that wants to just smash you in the mouth and run the ball, it makes sense. From a, from a prediction standpoint of what I think is going to happen, from what I would do, that's exactly what I would do. Top to bottom, I just like it. Again, it reminds me of the Mike McGlinchey pick for the 49ers. Nobody said it was, not very many people said it was going to happen. It was what I said that I think that they should do because it just felt like the smart thing, right? There's all these extra things, like get a wide receiver, get this, get that. And it's like, you know what? With this young quarterback that you got, the smart thing to do Get a right tackle to protect your franchise quarterback. That's what they did. McGlinchey ended up being a pretty solid tackle. It took him a while. He was garbage at first, but he's he's really become a, becoming a good tackle. I think Jonah Williams could do a similar thing here. Protect your your brand spanking new quarterback, who's not new. He's, he's, he's a used quarterback, who you didn't pay very much for. But get him some protection, and uh, more than anything, make sure that your running back, who hopefully is going to be able to run for you all year, not cause a lot of problems, um, and, and, you know, get this thing back on track, man. Next up, we have the Detroit Lions. This is another situation where the pick that I made yesterday seemed to just make a lot of sense. There's a lot of different ways that we can go, but I kind of like the way that this fell. And again, if this guy makes it to eight, I, I tend to think this is his floor. If not, by the way, I'm, I'm kind of wondering at what point the Packers are uh, kind of getting a little bit of itchy fingers, if that makes sense. But with the eighth overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Devin White, linebacker, LSU. Again, it's a big need, best player available. Yes, we can get another pass rusher next to Trey Flowers, which, by the way, that deal is starting to look amazing. I mean, it always looked pretty good, considering the draft capital they gave up. The price is kind of high. But you look at what the, the Chiefs just did. Oh, the Lions are looking like geniuses right now getting Trey Flowers. And it's supposed to you're supposed to be paying more when you get a guy early and less when time... Jeez Louise, man, the Chiefs are just... Man, they... they again... 
anybody that wants to trash John Dorsey, I just don't understand that. He went and built what the Chiefs are. The Chiefs are not going to win a Super Bowl. You know how I know? Because the team that got to the Super Bowl got to the Super Bowl because of what John Dorsey did, who is not there anymore. Right? The, the Chiefs last year were like a chicken when they got their head cut off. They run around for a little bit right before they fall over and bleed out. The Chiefs are about to fall over and bleed out because their head is now in Cleveland. You hear that? Ice cold takes. You ready for that one? Go ahead and write it down, buddy. I haven't been featured. See, I don't I don't make enough dumb predictions. I got to work on that. I got to spout my mouth off more on Twitter. Be like everybody else just saying crazy stuff. Trade Rodgers, what? Next up at pick nine, we have the Buffalo Bills, and we got a little bit of craziness going on here. As I've said before, whenever a team gets on the clock and I just don't love the picks that are available, that's when I look to trade. I don't keep track of all 32 teams and say, which guy do I want to move up? Because ultimately, the team either likes somebody and they take them or they look for a trade. It's not up to the other teams anyway. When I first started doing this, I was like trying to look at every single team on every single pick to say, which one wants to move up here? It doesn't matter because you can't get a team to move off a player they want. So if you're doing these and if you're doing it that way, Just keep going until suddenly you don't really like the guys you have and then start looking for trade partners. Everyone else is probably smart enough to figure that out except me. I'm just, I'm trying to help the one guy out there that was doing it wrong like I was doing it wrong. But anyways, as the Bills GM, I didn't really care for this spot. Uh, Similar to the Jets, I'm looking for offense and I, eh, not the kind of offense that's necessarily available here. So I made a trade with the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins gave up to the Bills their pick 13 as well as pick 78, which is a third round pick. And I'm assuming, and this is probably what would happen live on the live stream if I saw this, it would be, oh man, here goes Dwayne Haskins, Miami's moving up for a quarterback, except, nope, not what's going down here, folks. With the ninth overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Jawan Taylor, offensive tackle, Florida. So I've said this a thousand times already, but I'm not, if if I'm a team in rebuild mode, I'm not taking a quarterback and plopping him behind a terrible offensive line with no running back and no wide receivers. All that's going to happen is he's going to be ruined and it's going to be a waste of a pick. Build the team first. So I'm going to embrace the tank, but by the time we get ready for a quarterback, which is maybe later in this draft, next year, the year after, whatever, we're going to get a quarterback and we're going to put him behind a decent enough offensive line with at least one weapon somewhere and a slightly capable running back. Give him something to work with. This is the first piece here. We've got Laramie Tunsil on the left side, who's decent. We're going to get Jawan Taylor, who played right tackle at Florida, to play right tackle for us in Miami. Again, Jawan stays in Florida, whether it's Miami, Jacksonville, or um, or Tampa. I really think Jawan's going to be in Florida. I mean, it's not even that crazy of a take. I mean, it's just there's three teams drafting high where Jawan's supposed to go, and all three could use Jawan. But it makes me sound clever, or like I know stuff, like, oh, it's going to happen. It's a crazy take, and it's just really playing the odds but there you go and did I have to trade up for him probably not but yeah kind of again if I really want a right tackle and Jawan should have been gone by now at pick nine and the Buffalo Bills got on the phone and say hey any interest and all I have to do is give up a third round pick to move up and get my future right tackle I'm not too worried about that anyways next up we have the Denver Broncos which I just woke up to news that apparently uh um Harris their cornerback their stud lockdown cornerback wants a new deal or he wants out which, of course, every time I hear this, the thought is, ooh, maybe the Packers could get him. But uh, now we can't afford him. That's kind of the answer to all this, by the way. There are other guys that are available, but if all of them are refusing to sign franchise tags, that means we can't afford them. That's what that means. Yeah, I know, salary cap's fake, blah, blah, blah. I wish there was literally one team out there that understood the salary cap was fake so they could just sign all these guys that are just sitting out there. I mean, it's cool you moved a little bit of money around and signed one guy and have no money left, but if you were smart, you would just, you know sign everybody else i don't know why you let anybody pass you by the salary cap's fake man it's funny money just sign people it's it's just it'll work out it just fixes itself you guys are financial geniuses you know how to make money out of nothing right sorry i can't help but mock it it's so ridiculous it really does remind me of those people in diet groups which by the way don't ever join one it's just it's just nothing but crazy people it's like oh yeah calories in calories out is a lie man i know people that can eat 70 cakes and they lose weight every day It's like, first of all, no, you don't. Second of all, I don't believe your claim that if you rub coconut oil and hummus butter on your eyeballs, you'll magically lose weight. Just not buying it, sorry. Not going on that fad train. Just crazy, just people are crazy, man. Money's real. If you want to gain weight, eat more calories. If you want to lose weight, eat less calories. All three of those claims are 100% true. Fight me, I dare you. Denver Broncos on the clock. Relatively tough call. We got a brand new coach. 
We've got a quarterback that's decent enough to take us where we want to go, but not very good and probably not good enough to take us where we want to go. So we could go quarterback. Uh, should we get a defensive you know, linebacker or something to help our new coach? Should we maybe get some offensive people to, you know help our coach because he'll handle the defense and somebody else needs to handle the you know a lot of different ways to go but ultimately i decided to go with offense here and with the 10th overall pick in the 2019 nfl draft the denver broncos select tj hawkinson tight end iowa it feels like something a vic fangio team would like to do right smash mouth they're going to run the ball with their very good running back they're going to just keep teams to like eight points per game and flacco is going to throw the ball to his brand spanking new tight end. And they also have two wide receivers. They've, they've got uh, Emmanuel Sanders, who's still a good wide receiver. And they've got the guy that they drafted last year. Forget his name, but he'll probably take a step. So he's got three good wide receivers, a decent offensive line to run behind, um, you know, a running back with a defensive offensive line, and now TJ Hawkinson. Feels like a good piece for that team. Next up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals. I have said consistently, and I stand by the fact that they need offensive line more than anything. The narrative that they need linebacker more than anything is fake news. Do they need linebackers? Yes, desperately they do, but they need offensive line. Here's the problem. I don't really like the offensive linemen that are available here. Therefore, with the 11th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Devin Bush, linebacker, Michigan. Yes, I'm sorry, Packers fans. We lost out on him, and yeah, I probably would have taken Devin Bush if he was available, but uh, he just went one pick before us. And that's something to kind of keep an eye on, because they need linebackers, and one of the guys we want is a linebacker. And they, the real interesting thing here is, in my last mock, which is my predictive mock, we had Brian Burns available, we had Montez Sweat available, we had Devin Bush available, we had TJ Hawkinson available. Hawk, all four, well, Montez Sweat isn't, but I don't really want him here anyways. But all the guys that typically you want for the Packers are gone in my the mock that if I was running this, this is what would happen. So anyways, we're going to take a quick break and come back and we're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. All right, so the Packers are on the clock, and I sort of lied to you because what I decided to do was to an ex- to accept a trade. I mean, I couldn't do a spoiler alert and be like, well, we're not going to take a break here because I did it, but whatever. But look, I, I just, I, I didn't like this spot. It's the bottom line. And to be really honest, I wanted to trade back kind of far, but I just couldn't find a whole lot of trade partners, at least not further back. But one team that did want to move up here was the Washington Redskins. So we're going to move back a little bit, and we're going to take their pick 96, which is a third-round pick. And I understand, why would you move back? Just take a guy, why, you know, third-round pick, blah, blah, blah. Third-round pick is worth a lot. You can get good guys in the third round. And just to give some context on how valuable that third round is, if we paired their third round and our third round, it gets us into the second round. If we paired it with our second round pick, we would almost be able to get into the first round. We could get up to about the first pick in the second round. So it it carries a decent amount of weight. But anyways, as for the Washington Redskins, probably not a huge surprise, but the pick is is in. It's, uh, It's in. With the 12th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Dwayne Haskins, quarterback, Ohio State. Probably don't need a ton of explanation here. Redskins need a quarterback pretty desperately. Dwayne Haskins is probably, eh, maybe Daniel Jones, but whatever. I think he's typically seen as relatively pro-ready. And again, we've got a decent offensive line. We've got some pieces in place. We're going to plop them in there. And primarily, we're going to have our 56% Alabama defense running kind of smash mouth. And we're going to have Darius Geis run the ball a lot. Hopefully, Dwayne Haskins is going to be a, do a better job of distributing the ball to our subpar wide receivers, and we'll see what happens. Again, it's not a perfect situation for a quarterback, but it's good enough to where he's not going to come in and just get completely wrecked. So next up, we got the Buffalo Bills at pick 13. Might get a little bit crazy here, and not a lot of people are going to like it, but again, a lot of these players are high upside, and I'm, I'm going to roll the dice a little bit. With the 13th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select D.K. Metcalf, wide receiver Ole Miss. So I, I, I just think D.K.'s best shot and, and the, the best pairing might be, although you know best pairing is just the best quarterback, but I really like the pairing with Josh Allen because Josh Allen is just a big-armed brute. 
And to have a guy like DK Metcalf that you just can't overthrow. I mean, he can, but you get what I'm saying. Um, a guy that you can just launch it up to, you know. Sort of that Des Bryant, even though he's way bigger than Des, who surprisingly isn't actually that big. But just that big target that you can launch it up to in double coverage run on a post route. Or the guy that can get behind people, or, or whatever. Just just dump it to him and let him go get some yards after the catch. I just think it makes sense to have a big, brutish, athletic freak paired up with your big, brutish, rocket-armed quarterback. Because it's one of those things where the Buffalo Bills aren't going to be a very good football team, but they're just going to destroy you with this one thing that they do. The Buffalo Bills are essentially going to be the butterbean of the NFL. Not very technically proficient, definitely not very pretty, but man, oh man, if they can land a couple on you, you're done. Just raw power in that right hand, man. And a pretty tough chin. So there you go. Buffalo Bills are butterbean. I'm comfortable with that uh, assessment. Next up, we've got the Atlanta Falcons, and we're going to get a little... This was kind of the fun thing about, you know, with me being able to be the GM, is I don't have to kind of follow all the rules that everybody else is saying, and I kind of looked at it and said, you know what? I'm not doing what everybody else is doing. Even DK to Buffalo isn't that crazy. I'm sure somebody's done it. It's, you know... This one I've never seen, and I kind of like that fact. But the pick is in, folks. And with the 14th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Joshua Jacobs running back Alabama. This really just comes down to what you think about Josh Jacobs, but I've consistently heard him say he's easily a first-round guy. I mean, if, if you just take away the whole positional value value thing, he's gone at this time no matter what. He's good enough as a player to be taken this high. It's just a matter of, well, he's a running back. He shouldn't go this high. But if he legitimately is, as some people say, an Alvin Kamara-type player, pairing him, or not pairing, but combining him with Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, Calvin Ridley, there's no excuse to not be a top five team again. We still have a decent offensive line. I know some people want to go right tackle because they're not super sold on what they have, but it's not a dire situation. Our defense has kind of grown leaps and bounds. You know, we got a new defensive kind of head coach, you know, Legion of Boom guy comes over here, revamps the defense. They're looking a little bit better. But you know what? Similar to the Packers, the offense has been kind of trailing off and we need to get that spark back. I don't like a running back room captained by Ito Smith. You know, I, I know Freeman is still there, but it's just it's just not that good. We're going to go from not that good to great, and we're going to add in the element of, of getting a guy that can both run the ball as well as be a good receiver out of the backfield, and again, we're going we're gonna to pair him up with everybody else, all these other weapons. Then this is going to be a scary offense again. This is going to be the kind of offense that scares everybody. If I can say the same things in two different ways, I always try to, so you're welcome. Next up, we've got the Green Bay Packers back on the clock. I really had a hard time with this because I, I didn't like where I'm at now any more than I liked pick 12. Not that I lo- I mean, I wasn't going to take Josh Jacobs, and I probably wasn't going to take DK. So I'm not mad. I didn't lose anybody. But I, I just, I was like, man, should we be trading again? But then the more I thought about it, I just, you know, it kind of made sense. With the 15th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle, Clemson. I know I can hear the moans and groans. Why didn't you take Montez Sweat? Because Montez Sweat ain't going to get you 10 sacks, man. Montez Sweat is going to be Preston Smith. That's why. Beyond that, the guy's got injury issues. The guy's got off-the-field issues. The guy runs a 40 fast, but he runs a, you know, outside linebacker slow. I just, I'm not interested. Uh, Noah Fant, it's too early. Rashawn Gary, just no. Greedy Williams, no. Dillard, I just, no. Again, I think Dillard coming out of Washington State is, is a risky proposition. He's, he's got a lot of work to do. I don't want a project. Christian Wilkins is a freak. I think he should be gone before pick 15. As I've said, his pressure percentage coming out of Clemson is ridiculous. I think he has Kenny Clark potential. Looking at it from that perspective, are you really mad when we still need more interior help with, um, you know, Mike Daniels and uh, Dean Lowry coming up for contracts next year. Are you really upset with having Christian Wilkins, Kenny Clark, Mike Daniels, Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith? Go ahead and cry. Go ahead and send me hate mail for this pick. Go, just do it. I, you know, it's fine. If you would have taken somebody else, please tell me. That's fine. I'm not challenging you to a duel for disagreeing. I'm just saying let's not get crazy with we had to take somebody else and Christian Wilkins is a terrible pick. I know he's old. I don't care. It's whatever. Anyways, let's keep clip, click, clicking, clipping, clicking. I got to be careful before I start saying naughty words because one of them is going to slip out eventually. Uh, pick 16, the Carolina Panthers. 
This is going to be similar to what I said before. I think the Panthers, even though they have a, a different, they don't have Gettleman anymore, so maybe they do have a different philosophy. But this has always kind of been, and I think they're going to continue to be a trenches kind of team, offensive line, defensive line kind of thing. Although getting Christian McCaffrey, I always thought was weird. That, it seems like that's a different kind of, but whatever. We're sticking with that philosophy here. And with the 16th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Cleveland Furl, edge rusher out of Clemson. A little bit iffy, but I don't think it's going to be a bad pick. Right, we can nitpick all the problems that he has, but he was ultra-productive at Clemson, which is a very big school. How good is he going to be? I don't know, but he's big and he's tough and he's mean, and it just feels like it fits the Carolina Panthers. Probably better than Brian Burns did. Uh, even though I feel like that would be a thing that would happen in the draft. If it's up to me, I'm taking a guy like Cleland, and I think it's a decent uh, a decent fit. Two Clemson guys going back to back. Next up, the New York Giants are on the clock, and we're going to get a little bit funky with it here, and I'm going to simultaneously upset Packers fans and Giants fans at the same time if anybody happens to be listening. But I don't care. I'm the GM. I do what I want. With the 17th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select... Montez Sweat, edge rusher, Mississippi State. Now, if you remember, we just took Brian Burns at pick six. So why are we taking another edge rusher? Well, we have zero garbage trash. So what we're going to do is we're going to get Brian Burns, who's going to be the speed bend guy, and we got Montez Sweat, who has a ton of crazy potential, but at worst, he's going to be real good at setting an edge and real good against the run. So they, they're, they're kind of two different styles of guys, both of which are athletic freaks, by the way. And we go from having zero pass rush to having two super high upside pass rushers, both of which have relatively low floors, at least in their respective categories, which is a little bit opposite. One is going to be a good pass rusher. One is going to be very good against the run. And it's possible that both are going to be good at both. I know we don't have a quarterback. I don't care. At least not yet, right? Next year. We've got some building to do, but we've done a great job with our offensive line. Um... Might need a little bit more help at wide receiver, but we got a great running back. We're, we're building this thing, and, and we're going to start building our defense up because our defense is a joke, and now we've got two very good pass rushers. And anybody that's upset about two really good pass rushers in the first round, well, I guess you and I just can't be friends. Next up, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, yesterday I had them taking Garrett Bradbury out of NC State, everybody's favorite pick. But I think I found something a little bit better for them. With the 18th overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Cody Ford, guard, Oklahoma. Now, this is a guy that can play tackle. He is a guy that some people think could be, I've heard it said that he is the best tackle in this class. He can play right tackle, he can play left tackle, he can play right guard, he can play left guard. He's going to be athletic enough to be able to play the outside zone thing. And again, Vikings fans seem to like their center elf line, so fine. We got you a guard slash tackle. You put them wherever you want to put them, wherever you're weakest, and that's pretty much close to anywhere. So wherever he maximizes his potential, just put him there. So arguably the best, definitely one of the top offensive linemen going to the one of the more offensive line needy teams at pick 18. I like that pick. I don't like the fact that they got Cody Ford in real life. I mean, I wouldn't like that, but... Uh, as the GM of the Vikings, it felt good. Next up, we've got the Tennessee Titans. And again, I'm going to get a little crazy with But, you know, it's just fun. Take a minute and see if you can guess what I'm going to do here. Minutes up. With the 19th pick in the 2000 NFL whatever draft, the Tennessee Titans select Drew Locke, quarterback, Missouri. Look, Mariota, it's just not working. And every year, it's like, well, maybe this year. Well, probably not, man. This guy's had a new offensive coordinator every year since forever. He's getting another one this year. He's not going to get it figured out this year. It's just not going to work. And he's had a decent offensive line, decent defense, you know, good enough, I guess, wide receivers. He's had some decent running. His team has been decent since he's been there. He hasn't, he's not going to be the guy that's going to drag a team. If he could, he would have by now. This is a mediocre roster. He should have been able to drag a mediocre roster into being a good roster, and he just can't seem to figure that out under any offensive scheme. I don't know for sure if Locke is it, but if we like Drew Locke, we're taking him here. Because here's the situation. Um, Mariota is going to be asking for a lot of money next year. A lot. At a minimum. I don't see how we pay him any less than $25 million a year, and it might be even more than that. Regardless, it doesn't matter if he's not very good. Because if he hits the open market, he's going to get $25 million or possibly more. Right? Foles got like 21 so tack on another year to where the prices go up. 
Add in the fact that Mariota, I would guess, is going to be a little bit more in demand than Foles, even though Foles did win a Super Bowl, so maybe it balances out. I don't know. But I'm, I'm, I'm locked into that $25 million. Am I, as the Titans, going to pay $25 million to keep Mariota around? No. So why am I not taking a quarterback? Am I going to wait till next year and hope that I can... No, man. It's happening right now. So I'm, I'm actually stunned that this isn't a more common take because we are in a quarterback crisis right now. Next up, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers. However, I'm not a big fan of uh, where we're at with the Steelers. You know, I like Bush, and I, uh, whoops. I, I, I want some safety help, and I want some stuff that just isn't available. I like Devin Bush. He's gone. So we're going to trade this spot away. I was able to find a uh, trade partner, and it's going to be the Houston Texans. They're going to give me pick 161, which is a fifth-round pick, as well as a 2020 fourth-round pick. With the 20th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Andre Dillard, offensive tackle, Washington State. I've said incessantly that this is probably the worst offensive line in the NFL. Um, of all the offensive linemen, if there's one guy that's kind of a sh- not a sure thing, that's not the right way to put it. We, I want a left tackle. I, I want to get that premium position, and Dillard has... He, he's a left tackle is what he is. I don't know how much longer he's going to last... If the Houston Texans like him, it would make sense to give up a fifth-round pick and a fourth-round pick next year, which is not very much, to go up and get a guy like Andre Dillard, who, again, if you believe he's going to be a good left tackle, I mean, it would be worth giving up a lot more than that. So, in a sense, it's almost sort of a no-brainer, in my opinion. Next up, at pick 21, we have the Seattle Seahawks. And to be honest, I like my pick even more now that the trade has gone down. Seahawks now have two first-round picks, and uh, as a result, we're not going to be trading like I did yesterday, which, again, I like my pick even more. But with the 21st pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Rashawn Gary, edge rusher, Michigan. So we just got rid of Frank Clark. We're going to get a guy that is compared to Michael Bennett. It just makes absolute perfect sense right now. I know Rashawn Gary is supposed to fall. He kind of did. Pick 21 is sort of a fall. There's all kinds of issues, potential risk and all that, but I mean, I would say that this is a slam dunk pick going into the draft. Unless Rashawn Gary goes earlier, I don't see how Seattle passes on Rashawn Gary here. In fact, if they decide that they want to trade up for him, I wouldn't be shocked. If they package their two picks, that would be a nightmare for them because they just, you know, I mean, they've got a lot of opportunities here. I don't, they can't do, they, they can't package it and move up. I mean, they need picks. That's why, they, that's one of the perks of trading away their guy is that they got extra picks. They can't package it and then go back to having only four picks. So anyways, dream scenario for Seattle. Rashawn Gary falls to them at 21 and they take him here. So I'm, I'm more than happy with this pick. Next up, we've got the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the, the only real question I had here was, should I stick to my board or should I be leaning more on needs and rumors? Because I kind of have the general position figured out. I know that I want interior offensive linemen. My board has one guy. Supposedly, the Ravens like another guy. I decided to stick with my board because that kind of goes more with the theme of what I'm doing here. So, with a 22nd pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select Garrett Bradbury, offensive center, NC State. So I know you know you got to take wide receiver. You got I don't I don't want to. I don't care for our offensive line. I want to get a little bit more help. We need interior offensive line. We've, we've got okay tackles, but I, I, I need somebody on the inside that's going to protect my guy. It's all about helping the quarterback. Yes, wide receivers do that, but so does offensive line, and we need to help him out there, especially when everybody's concerned about him possibly getting injured with all the running around he's doing. I don't want him to have to scramble more than he needs to, and I certainly don't want him getting hit in the backfield any more than he needs to. So there you go. Next up, pick 23. The Pittsburgh Steelers are back on the clock. Um, I, I, similar to the Packers, I wanted to move back a little bit further because the positions I like, it's kind of, you know, it's a little bit little, little bit further back. But that's okay. We're just going to go ahead and reach because I really like one of the players here in terms of his fit. I don't necessarily know about, you know, is it a great value? It's a little bit of a reach on my board, but I don't really care. I just, I like what it is. With the 23rd pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select... Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, safety, Florida. Or as I wrote in my article here, Florids, which is a small school out of Oklahoma. Florids, Oklahoma. Moving on. Um, I was actually surprised when I looked at all the stuff that they were doing. They did a lot of work on defensive backs, which led me to believe that this team believes that they need defensive backup, which I don't necessarily disagree with, especially at safety. Now, they did go out and get Edmonds last year, which was a terrible pick. Edmonds was, I mean, the, the there was two Edmonds in the first round, and they were both brothers. One was a linebacker who's very, very good, who I think is going to be great. 
One is a safety who was thought as like a third or fourth round guy they took in the first round. Either way, I think they need a different type of skill set guy. Gardner Johnson is arguably the best cover guy in of all the safeties. He's, he's extreme versatility, especially in coverage, to be able to man up against tight ends, play in the slot, play single high safety, all that kind of stuff, whereas Edmonds is just kind of a, I mean, he looks like his brother. He's built like a linebacker. So we've got our hitter and we've got our uh, cover guy now. And he's a versatile piece, like I said. It, it, I, don't, I don't know if he's, you know, single high necessarily as good as a Nasir Adderley, but I want a versatile guy. I want a guy that can cover in a lot of different ways and, and, and be able to help, you know, again, in the slot and whatnot. So there you go. Next up, the San Francisco 49ers, because of their trade, get another pick, which again, I really, really like because I do think they have more needs. And it's also fun because everybody just talks about Bosa and it's like, well, let's talk about some of their other needs. But um, I mean, you know, I, I don't care for their wide receivers. I don't care for their linebackers. I don't care for the corners. I don't care for their safeties. Everything about this team that even is good, I'm kind of skeptical about. I don't know that Garoppolo's good. guess we'll find out eventually. I, I don't know. I haven't really seen it. I've seen flashes. But anyways, we're, we're going to be able to get him a little bit of extra help. And again, they got Josh Allen, so they did get their pass rusher, which they've been desperate for, uh, opposite D. Ford. But now we get to add somebody else. With the 24th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Nasir Adderley, safety, Delaware. I think safety is maybe their biggest weakness on this entire team. Their safeties are terrible. Um, the fact of the matter is, with with DBs in general that I don't care for, and I know they've got names. I know they have Richard Sherman, but this guy has been on the downswing for like two, three years. He's also been having injuries. He, he can still play, but he's he's just a guy now. With that many deficiencies in the secondary and spending so much up front on, on the defensive line trying to get that right, I want a guy that can that can cover up a lot of ills. So a rangy safety that can cover up a lot of stuff is, um, is going to be the, the most bang for your buck. So with that, I'm going Nasir Adderley. Next up at pick 25, we have the Philadelphia Eagles, and this one just kind of jumped off the page at me. There's a guy that probably should be gone by now. He's just sitting there. I think it's a great fit. And with that, I think this might be his full floor, depending on if they like maybe somebody else at this position. Maybe this player could fall a little farther. But I'm going to go ahead and call this his floor. But with the 25th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Greedy Williams, cornerback, LSU. I think I've addressed it before. I don't know what, what was my last pick. Oh, it was Greedy Williams, so same pick. So I don't need to, uh, you know, get into it too much or repeat myself too much. They've got a lot of guys. Some of these guys might end up being kind of good. It, it's, I guess, again, similar to the Packers. A lot of guys, a lot of fans saying, oh, we don't need to do that. We drafted this guy like two years ago, and we got this guy who was good that one time, and we got this guy who was good in that one game. Dude, your, your cornerbacks just aren't good, and you need to find somebody that's good, and Greedy Williams should be gone, and he's going to come in. He's going to be a physical presence on your physical defense. Just take him. So we took him. Next up, we got the Indianapolis Colts. And again, I'm not going to drag this one out. It's going to be the same pick, and it's going to be the same logic. With the 26th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Jeffrey Simmons, defensive tackle, Mississippi State. As I said, I think Mrs. Jeffrey Simmons can and should go to a team that has the ability to go far without him and then bring him in you know so I'm looking for a playoff team basically the Colts have have hit on a bunch of stud players and this is a can't miss as a GM we just found another stud guaranteed he's going to come back in the postseason and everybody's going to say why didn't we draft Jeffrey Simmons why did he fall as far as he did who cares about the injury look at what he's doing now that's what's going to happen so there you go Next up, we've got the Oakland Raiders picking at pick 27. I should probably stop giving this away because some of you probably memorized every one of my picks, but it's the same pick again, same pick as yesterday. But with the 27th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select Noah Fant, tight end Iowa. So again, Jared Cook replacement. Um, we're going to pair him with Antonio Brown and uh, and Josh Allen. What was I? Not Josh Allen, dummy. And and our uh, brand spanking new quarterback. That's right. That's what we did. We traded up to get a quarterback. So it, it's actually, it's the same pick, but it's actually a completely different dynamic now with our new quarterback. So this, I mean, this is going to be a fun team. I, I bashed them right out of the gate because I don't think this is going to go well, but this would be a fun team to watch. I mean, you want to talk about selling tickets and making money. This is exactly why people have advocated for waiting on setting the schedule until after the draft because this is now a premium team that everybody's going to want to watch but anyways um yeah i think that would be really exciting i would be excited to watch the raiders with uh, kyler murray and noah fant and antonio brown i mean give me a break man that's crazy so not addressing defense is a little bit scary but it is what it is right we're going to be the <laughs> we're going to be the chiefs apparently hey they don't need a defense whatever 
Next up, we've got the LA Chargers, and I do have a different pick this time. Last time I had them taking Nasir Adderley. That was my what I think they'll do pick, and this is more of what I would like to do. So we'll just go ahead and turn in the card. With the 28th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the LA Chargers select Dalton Reisner, offensive tackle, Kansas State. This guy actually seems like a pretty good guy. I was watching a little bit. He's had some videos out there, whatever. He seems kind of cool. I kind of like him. But the bottom line is Sam Tevy, who they have on the right side, is horrible. We, you know, I, I just don't want this thing to erode. We, we've got maybe one more shot at this, two more shots. I, I don't know how long before this thing falls apart. And again, this is a team that should have should have been making pushes every year for the last three, four years, whatever. And they just they haven't been doing it. It's kind of garbage. But as things fall apart, let's please try to reload and just take one more shot at this. So we need a right tackle to come in and help out. He's going to come in and do that. Hopefully we get our 90-year-old quarterback to give us one last shot. Melvin Gordon can do some stuff. We've got some good wide receivers. We've got some great pieces, especially on the edge on defense. We've got Derwin James. I mean, there's so much here that we have to work with. We just need to play it smart and get a couple more pieces to make a push. And, and again, we should legitimately be taking a shot, but we'll see. Next up, it's uh, it's technically the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to go ahead and try to make a pick here on the fly because there's only two teams or two picks that I can't make it without messing this whole thing up, and uh, neither of them would be my pick anyways. So let's go ahead and be the uh, the Seattle Seahawks, and I'm doing this on the fly, so i got to make sure I don't pick somebody that's already gone. But I do I do know who I'm going to pick. It's going to be a bit of a reach, but I was, I was kind of leaning on it anyway, and then I thought, no, nah, it's a little too early at their first pick. So I think even in my trade back, it was, the, but whatever, we're going to do it anyways. With the 29th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Caleb McGarry, tackle Washington. So we get an opportunity to get a pass rusher to replace the guy that left, and we get an offensive lineman that we like. We really like Washington football players and getting guys from the West Coast. We've had Caleb McGarry in for a visit. I'm kind of diverting a little bit from my philosophy of taking who I would take because I'd probably take a guy like Lindstrom because I think he's still available. But, you know, part of this is, is about giving information and talking about stuff like that. All right, it's not just for fun. So I get to unload that little bit of nugget that it seems like they might like that guy, and it's a good fit for the Seattle Seahawks. Now, maybe that's a later round pick, but still, I'm giving information here. So we're going to take one more break, then we'll dive into the Packers pick here. And I'm excited because it's, it's a me pick, so I get to be selfish. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So again, this is a me pick, so it's probably... I don't think the Packers are going to make this selection. But me making this pick is kind of like when I'm home by myself and I'm like, what should I have for dinner? And I'm kind of going through it. I'm like, well, we got leftover spaghetti and this is probably about to go bad. I should probably just eat that. And then I look on the counter and I see that there's cake. So I cut a piece that's entirely too big and I eat that piece of cake. And then I start trimming around eating more cake. And eventually it, it, I, I had cake for dinner. This is me having cake for dinner. With the 30th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Hollywood Brown, wide receiver, Oklahoma. i got to turn the volume. See, I've been creeping the volume up a little bit so that these little interruptions aren't supposedly so loud, but then when I yell, it just it's, it's off the charts and it's too much. And I, I need to be able to yell, man, so I apologize for being so loud there. Volume's just going to have to go back down, I guess. But anyways, yes, I would really like this pick. I, I want to see what Aaron Rodgers can do with a guy like this because he's never had a guy like this. I just, I'm, I'm just... I'm I'm curious, and I'm excited. I mean, this this is the ultimate excitement factor, right? There's there's two extremes. There's the intelligent picks that nobody likes. There's the fundamental things like offensive linemen. You know, Christian Wilkins is sort of one of those picks where it's like he's the best player available, and it's kind of a need, but it's still like, yeah, but I don't want that. Then the other extreme is just getting crazy stuff, right? It's like getting a quarterback early, even though he's not worth the good value, but so what? Like Kyler Murray, he's yeah, but he's so fast, and he's real good on the run, and he's he's going to be like one of those crazy guys, and it's going to be cool. And then there's, you know, varying degrees in between, you know, try to find a nice balance between those two things. This is the unbalanced look. This this is the most exciting pick I can think to make at this spot, and I think it would be exciting, and I do think it would work. 
it's possible that this wouldn't be a good pick, but I think with LaFleur and his ability to make things happen with Hollywood Brown and his unbelievable speed and, and just crazy athleticism and Aaron Rodgers being a kind of quarterback like very few other quarterbacks in the NFL who has the ability to put the ball in the right place, make the right decisions at the right time, blah, 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 blah. I think this could just be an absolute killer. And you end up with Hollywood Brown, who is a Deshaun Jackson type player, and on, and uh, Devontae Adams on the other side. It's just, oh, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's just a beautiful thing. Again, I know Nikhil Harry just seems like the more responsible thing to do. It's the grown-up pick to make because he's a more reliable target and he'll play in the slot. Yeah, I just want to get crazy. Just let it's a fake mock. Let me have some fun. Will you get out of my face? I, I tomorrow I'm gonna watch the boring picks with you. We'll both witness it together. But in today I'm doing Hollywood Brown. Watch me talk a lot of trash, and then we take Hollywood Brown at 12. <laughs> That'd be crazy. All right, next up, we got two more picks. The Los Angeles Rams are on the clock. And speaking of crazy, I'm, I'm going to get all kinds of crazy here. And I'm going to tell you, and it's probably a pick that you're not going to, uh, you're, you're not going to guess this because it flies in the face of everything I've set up to this point. But let's talk about these L.A. Rams, huh? Pick is in. Let's do this thing. With the 31st pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the L.A. Rams select... Ja'Kai Polite, edge rusher, Florida. So here's the situation with Ja'Kai Polite. He's going to fall not because he's a bad football player, but because he's got a bad attitude. Oh, he did poorly at the combine too. Yeah, because he tried to pack on 50 pounds. Because, I mean, look, he just doesn't seem like, you know, the brightest bulb. I'm, I'm just going to say it, right? I mean, you should know better than to say the things you said at the combine. Apparently, he wasn't smart enough to figure out not to say those things. So the fact that he thought, oh, I'm just going to eat a bunch of donuts and get fat, and then try to run these drills, and then I'm not super fast anymore, and then people don't... I don't care about the combine. You watch the tape, the guy is arguably the best pass rusher in the class. He is up there with Burns. He is up there with Josh Allen. He is up there as a pass rusher. If it wasn't for the combine, if he just didn't go, he would probably be gone at 12 to the Packers. Although there'd probably be still interviews and stuff, and people would still found stuff out, but whatever. With that said, or on top of that, in addition, the L.A. Rams have brought in all kinds of guys with bad attitudes. Right? They go out and get Indomitian and Sue, and they go out and get, uh, you know, whoever. A bunch of guys that are like fringe guys that are kind of crazy, kind of out there, kind of, I don't know, you know, nice upright button-up teams like the Green Bay Packers who won't touch these kinds of guys. The Rams are like, I don't care. Give me all the Rebels, and we're going to make this thing work. Well, one of the best players on this entire draft is Ja'Kai Polite. He's a little bit of a rebel. He's a little bit crazy. He says what he wants. He does what he wants. But he's a good football player, and we need a pass rusher. Clay Matthews ain't it. Dante Fowler ain't it. But those are both first-round draft picks, and they're both guys that Ja'Kai Polite can learn from. Clay Matthews can teach him a thing or two. So we're going to get Ja'Kai Polite. And he's going to come in, and everybody's going to laugh when we make this pick at 31 until he ends up being the starter week one and is just a sack machine. Then everybody's going to be quiet real fast-like. So there you have it. Finally, at pick 32, we have the New England Patriots. Uh, last time I had them taking Dexter Lawrence because it seemed like the smart, adult, responsible thing to do. But again, I'm the GM. I'm going to have a little bit more fun. We have a need, and we're going to address it, and it's a more fun need than defensive tackle. With the 32nd pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select Hakeem Butler, wide receiver, Iowa State. So they you know, look, look, wide receiver might be their biggest need outside of tight end, whatever. Not taking Irv Smith here. I want to get another receiving weapon. And why Hakeem Butler over Nikhil and AJ and all that stuff? Well, first of all, because they have a slot guy. So even though you can put Nikhil outside, whatever. But I, I just like Hakeem but Butler. And again, I'm the GM, so I do what I want. But I, I just, I really like him. When I watch him play... He just seems like a natural receiver. I don't know how much that's worth. Maybe that isn't worth very much. But I watch him play. He just looks bored because it looks so easy. The way he catches, the way he runs his routes, the way he does everything. It looks effortless. And I really like that about a receiver. Right? My hit rate on, you know, that criteria isn't great. Right? David Njoku comes to mind as, as a guy that I said that looked like that. I was like, man, this guy just plays like football is just easy to him. Now, he could be an end up being a stud now that he's a Brown with Baker Mayfield and everything else, so maybe I'll end up being right about it. But whatever. I watch Hakeem Butler, and I just like him. I don't know what it is about certain guys. I just like it, right? Taylor Rapp, I understand he's probably not going to be an elite player. I just saw Kyle Crabb saying he's going to be like a third-round guy, which he can just stick it in his ear, talking that trash about my guy. But I don't care, right? It's, it's my guy, David Montgomery. That's my guy. Just is. I don't know. Taylor Rapp, Hakeem Butler, uh, David Montgomery, Rennell Wren. 
Daylon Mack. I like those guys. Burns was my guy. Kind of got off the train once everybody else got out. That, that's kind of the weird thing. Of, I don't know. Whatever. I suppose I should just wrap this up. It's just how I am. I really, really like a guy until everybody else likes him. And then I just, <laughs> just don't like it anymore. People start coming up to me like, dude, have you seen Brian Burns? Like, oh, you mean the guy I tried to tell you about three months ago? Yeah, he's garbage. What do you think about that? I don't know. I'll talk to somebody about it. We'll see. I'll get some help. Anyways, man, it's draft week. It's, uh, oh, dude, it's when the draft is tomorrow. I don't know if you knew that. The draw. Sorry. <laughs> Saying those words got me a little, little, little amped up there. I mean, it's tomorrow night, but I don't know. Tomorrow is just going to be kind of wrapping things up and, and talking about notes and different things and scenarios, and uh, then we're going to be doing the live stream, man. We're going live. I thought about playing the do it live clip, but we just won't. So, anyways, enjoy your Wednesday. Have a great day. Get lots of rest. Talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye bye.